Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of our podcast, Dean Thoughts, with your two favorite hosts, Mira and Adam. And today, we are back with another episode, episode 49, alhamdulillah. Today, we have a special topic for you guys. As always, our topics are special. And inshallah, they hit you right to the heart. Um, before we get started, I would like to say thank you guys for every single one of you guys who's listening. Um, alhamdulillah. We are so thankful for all of you guys who have joined us in the last year, who have joined us in general, um, and we're just so thankful for you guys. Mira, a word? You want yeah, to say? like a lot of people were sending us their um, their Spotify rap. Yeah. So like, alhamdulillah, it's nice to see. And I, I feel like we say this a couple times and I, I want to reiterate it, the fact that like we truly are a Dean Thoughts family. Mm-hmm. Like, And I hope that it feels like that. It doesn't just feel like, oh, me and Adam are like, people you don't know and they're just giving you like a lecture but it's like i wanted to feel like me and adam are like your brother and sister and Sam, and like we love you guys for the sake of allah and that's why we want to better each other as a whole ummah so and and even like us recording episodes and and getting the encouragement from allah of course first and then from like seeing your guys and seeing like your feedback honestly it does keep us going and you guys are getting the azure too because you're making us encouraged like you know you're keep encouraging us to make more episodes yeah. so we got our own Spotify wrapped and we were very happy to see the I will say um the, you know the growth, I, alhamdulillah. You yeah. know what I always think about? Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that on the day of judgment you're gonna be resurrected with those whom you love. And like I feel like of course we wanna be resurrected with like the Prophet and his wives and everyone might have like something in specific. Like maybe you resonate a lot with Prophet Yusuf's story and like you wanna be with Prophet Yusuf. But I think one thing is like imagine if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resurrected all of us together and it was like we were giving an episode and everyone was listening like imagine i don't i, I don't know Allah but i feel like if we have the right like intention and we all love each other for the sake of allah like why wouldn't allah gather us all together on the day of judgment so it's yeah. inshallah it'll be like a shafa and intercession for all of us um on the day of judgment inshallah okay let's get into the topic for today inshallah guys we will be talking about the prophet his character um i hope that through this episode, you guys can gain love for the Prophet Sallallahu We're going to give many, many stories um, that we think they hit they hit to the heart. And uh, inshallah, you guys will see like how the Prophet acted in specific situations. Because obviously, not everyone liked the Prophet. You know, there were some rude times. There were some, uh, you know, this and that times. So inshallah, we'll look at them. Hopefully, you guys can realize how respectful the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, how how beautiful his manners were, how he acted with others. And then, inshallah, then we can try to implement in our lives, try to be just like him in his character. Um, I will say something before you start, because we are going to be saying the Prophet's name a lot. Um, make sure that you guys are saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So basically, Allah tells us in hadith that when the name of the Prophet is mentioned, that you should send your salutations upon him. And whoever doesn't do so, he's very stingy. And when you send one salutation upon the Prophet, as in you say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace be upon you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, I will pray upon you ten times. And the, the praying of Allah upon us is forgiveness. So imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praying upon you, like just because you're selling, you're sending your salutations upon the Prophet. And there's even a hadith that mentions that when you send your salutations upon the Prophet, we don't know how, and this is like an, one of the areas that we don't ask questions how, but it's from Ilm al-Ghayb, like the knowledge of the unseen, we believe it. But the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells us in a hadith that he sends the angel um, and he puts the soul of the Prophet back in his body so that he can, he can hear your salam. Yeah. So it's not going unnoticed, inshallah. So make sure you're saying, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so you can get that. Isn't there also a hadith 
where uh, he was going down the minbar. Oh, Jabir yeah. was making dua and uh-huh. he said like curse the ones who don't say salah. Yeah, and he said amin. Yeah. yeah. So that is also very scary yeah. hadith. So um inshallah let's get into it. So make sure you keep saying sallallahu alaihi wasallam and just get that ajr, reap mm-hmm. the rewards inshallah. Um to start off I will say um just from like a general characteristic uh how we can see why we need to follow the prophet's character and his footsteps. Obviously we know what but there is an ayah in the Quran, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ And it just basically says, there is indeed a good model for you in the Messenger of Allah. So basically, we know that from this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obviously the Quran is a guidance for us, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's speaking to us through these ayahs, and He's telling us that the Prophet ﷺ, He is the one that you should make as your role model. Many of us today, we look at influencers, you know, and we're like, yeah, I want to be like this influencer, like, Maybe like I want to be like LeBron James. I want to I want to be an athlete. I want to do, you know, good stuff in sports and and all this. That's fine, but you need to realize that the Prophet ﷺ should be your top role model because, in reality, he was the best in every aspect of life. And we will go over many of these stories, and you, and you will start to realize that the Prophet ﷺ, nothing did he go through except that it was the best that he could have went through it, and so. Let's get started. Do you want to start with the story or should I? Um, can I mention a point before? Yeah, you? go ahead. So that jogged the mem- point in my memory. Um, I remember one time one of my teachers, she told me like, you should never take anyone in this dunya as a role model. Because when you're still living, you still have the chance to make a mistake. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, That the feet will shake or they'll move after they were firm. So anyone living in this dunya still has the chance to pass away without being a Muslim, without being mu'min. And we still have the chance to make mistakes even if we do die on the state of Islam. So if you take someone who's not perfect in as a role model, then you're following someone who's imperfect. And naturally when you follow someone, you're going to, you know, like imitate their actions. So who better than the Prophet sallallahu Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he, he There's a difference of opinion amongst stars if it was like the best creation or the best human. But both ways, he was the best. Yeah, and he was the best of the prophets, the best of humans, everyone. And when you read his stories, and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Like, to follow Allah and follow the Rasul. You can't do one or the other. You have to do both. If you only follow the Quran and not the Sunnah, you're deficient. And following the Sunnah doesn't just mean, oh, I pray my Sunnah Salah, like, I fast Monday and Thursdays. No, it's it's the list looking to the character of the Prophet and seeing how he dealt with things and dealing with things similar to how he did. Mm. It's more than just actions. It's also character. Yeah, definitely. Okay, go ahead. You want to get Okay. Um, so the first, the first thing I will say, is obviously we all know Aisha radiallahu anha, um, the Prophet Sallallahu wife. And one time someone came to Aisha radiallahu anha and he asked her, uh, let me just read the hadith. So it said, Qatada reported, I said to Aisha, O mother of the believers, tell me about the character of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Aisha said, Have you not read the Quran? I said, Of course. Aisha, Aisha said, Verily the character of the Prophet of Allah was the Quran. So subhanAllah, I want to bring this hadith before we begin with the stories, just to show that, obviously, the, the Qur'an is, we know it as uh, a huda, which is like, it's a guidance for us. And um, obviously, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sent it down for us with many teachings, how we should act in every scenario. And this hadith just means the Prophet ﷺ, He embodied every single thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to embody, which makes Him, like me to just said, the perfect uh, human being, subhanAllah. And so, 
in that sense, why would you not want to follow him? You know what I mean? Like you, you're always looking to be perfect. Obviously, we cannot be perfect. Uh, even the Sahaba, they couldn't be perfect. But we're always looking to be perfect. Well, why not follow how the Prophet ﷺ was? That means how beautiful was his character for him to embody exactly what Allah wanted us to embody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He obviously, He wants us to be the best that we can be. Mm-hmm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows what we do not know. So, He knows how we should act for us to be the best that we can be. And this is just saying, like, the Prophet ﷺ, He embodied these characteristics, making Him having the most beautiful character. SubhanAllah. And you know the fact, like, I know this is like what hadith is, I guess it's one of the characteristics, but it came to mind because you mentioned that, like, even though he was perfect and he didn't make mistakes, he would stand the night in salah to the point that his feet would crack open and mm-hmm. bleed. And when, I think it was one of the companions asked him, like, why are you doing this? Hasn't Allah forgiven all your sins? And he said, Like, should I not be a thankful servant? Mm-hmm. So that shows you also, like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that a lot of my servants are not grateful. So that's like a prime example. It's like everything that Allah denotes is, is deficient in our ummah, the Prophet showed us that he was not deficient in it. Like thankful, the Prophet was the most thankful. The care, everything. And we're going to see more of that. Mm-hmm. But subhanAllah, that, you know a point also that came to mind? You know how they say like the Quran is like a nur? Yeah. So like if you read Quran, it's going to emanate on you. You know the companions, they they. If like if you ask the companions to describe yeah, how the prophet yeah. looked, you want to mention it? No, no, go ahead. If you ask them how the prophet looked, they wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. And th- they said the prophet had so much hayba, and like, w- what does hayba mean in, in English? Like, mm. um, what's the word? Respect, but n- more than respect. Like, he, like it, just he was so humble and he, humility. Yeah, it forced humility upon you. Yeah. That they said, like, one time the Prophet was standing in the middle of the desert and the companion looked at the moon and the Prophet and the moon and the Prophet. And it was a full moon. Like, imagine a full bright moon. And he and he was like, the Prophet was more beautiful and there was yeah. more light emanating from his face. No, they, they used to describe him like the moon. Yeah. yeah but they still had so much, like, awe of him that they yeah. couldn't look at his beauty. And that's like, subhanAllah, it's like, because he embodied the Quran. Mm-hmm. It showed on him too, you know? Some of them, they couldn't even look at him because of the yeah, nude, right? Yeah. yeah subhanAllah. This, this also, what you just mentioned, um, when you said like the Prophet he used to stand the nights with his uh, ankles bleeding. It reminded me of another hadith, which I was going to bring in later on, but I'll bring it now, which is one time the Prophet he was praying, he was leading the salah, and he heard uh, a child like crying in the background. Yeah. And subhanAllah, so he decided to shorten his prayer and he said, and they asked him why, and he said, because I heard, like, the child crying, and I don't want to, like, you know, disrupt, disrupt like, the, mo- the mother and child's, you know, like, and have have them too far apart for, for too long. And know. so, subhanAllah, this is the first story that we bring in, and it shows us that the Prophet ﷺ was considerate of all situations and of all, of everything, you know? Like, not just, like, like, nowadays... People, they kind of underestimate children, or not underestimate, but they, they downplay, you know, yeah. they don't really respect them as much. But the Prophet ﷺ here, he is, even the child, he heard it and he, he was considerate of that and he said, you know what, let me shorten the prayer. SubhanAllah, which is, it shows you the beauty of the character, which is that he's considerate in, yeah. in all situations. Not just that, what does the ayah say? Like, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ Like, mm-hmm. we only sent you as a mercy for mankind. And mankind, by the way, is like everyone. Like, and you see that even like with, um, 
uh, Hassan and Hussein. Like the Prophet used to pray with like one time, then he go into sujood and like one of them jumped on his back oh, yeah. and like he didn't get up until he was like, he got off, you know, like he used to entertain the kids and everyone. And and from that, okay, I'm going to mention it. No, no, keep going. Okay, yeah. I was going to mention it because I feel like I'm forgetting it. You know that like one time before the Prophet, they made him a mimbar. Yeah. He used to lean against the tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, subhanAllah, because it reminded me of like him being a rahmah when um, they made him finally a member, and so the Prophet used to stand on the member. And one time he was giving salat al like Jum'ah, and he was giving the khutbah, and they heard like a weeping sound. And it was the tree, crying. yeah. It was the tree. And the Prophet like went back and stood under the tree. Like, imagine. And like, that's we've mentioned this point before, but it's yeah. like everything is worshiping Allah. Like, the whole world is Muslim. The world, the, the soil that you're walking on, the trees that you're leaning mm-hmm. against are in. Like, but it was crying because it, it wanted it, it missed, missed the, the prophet, prophet right yeah. subhanallah and he he still went and he sat on it subhanallah wow that's subhanallah that's beautiful yeah that's beautiful or the bird wasn't there like a bird who like the, um like it came and it complained to the prophet because one of the companions had took its babies like its eggs and, the prophet, and he returned the, yeah, the he eggs give them back its eggs yeah subhanallah so it's everyone it's not just humans it's animals humans I'm pretty sure also the the prophet's camel when he yeah. died, it was crying yeah. profusely and stuff. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, subhanAllah. Wow. All right, you want to go to the next, the next no, story? No, I, I I'm just going to chime in whenever. Okay. All right. We'll do the next story, inshallah. So the next story, let's get into the, the, the stories. Okay, so this one, I really like it. SubhanAllah, I heard it. Um, this narration doesn't mention it exactly how I want. I couldn't find the other narration. I'm not sure if it's another narration or what, but I'll just mention the other narration after I read this. So the, the hadith says, a man demanded his death from Allah's, Allah's Apostle وسلم, in such a rude manner that the companions of the Prophet وسلم, intended to harm him. But the Prophet وسلم, said, leave him, no doubt, for he, the creditor, has the right to demand it. Buy a camel and give it to him, they said. The camel that is available is older than the camel he demands. The Prophet وسلم, said, buy it and give it to him, for the best among you are those who repay their debts handsomely. So, um, the other, the, the time I heard it, it said the guy said that uh, the man came up to him and grabbed him in like a rude manner, and he told him like he demanded the debts. Um, and the Prophet Sallallahu told him, uh, obviously that they wanted to hurt him, right? Mm-hmm. Because the companions, because they saw the Prophet like like that he was disrespecting him in such a rude manner. The companions wanted to hurt the guy who was hurting. The yes, yeah. yes. And so the man, I mean, the Prophet Sallallahu he just like smiled. Yeah. The, the time that the the guy was saying it, I'm not, and this narration doesn't say it. Yeah. And he said, like, pay him. And then in this narration, it, it mentions how the camel he wants is older, which means obviously it's it's more expensive, it's mm-hmm. better. And he said, pay it, yeah, still yeah. give it to him. So the reason I really love this hadith is because we when we look at it in today's perspective, if someone's coming up to your boy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And someone's coming he, and he's, like, grabbing him and he's, like, about to hit him. What What would your friend do in that scenario? Most people would be like, yeah, my boy, he would come and step in and he would help me out and we would do whatever, we'd beat him up or we would, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is what most people nowadays, like they're looking for. violence. Violence with violence. And yeah. like, oh, my friend, like, he's always there for me. He'll beat up anyone I, like, anyone who's like, he will always be on my side and he'll beat him up. But in this scenario, we see the companions, they're, they're watching this man and they're saying, they want to harm him because they want to protect the Prophet. They they feel like this man is disrespecting him, which obviously makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But the Prophet said, no, don't harm him, just leave him. Like, how how much, number one, how much patience does the Prophet have yeah, to have with, with humanity? You know what I mean? How much patience do they have to have? Number two, like, how respectful is he? Like, I feel like no man today would be able to endure that. 
Like, they'd be like, oh, you're disrespecting me. Like, I'm not taking that. Like, I, I'm going to go and at you and do something back. But no, the Prophet saw something, he just smiled and he just said, pay him back. You yeah, know, like he, temperate. Like, he didn't yeah. get angry. He, like, can you imagine him smiling in that yeah. scenario? Just, just, just pay him back. Like, imagine. You know, like, subhanalo. You know, it's know, like really what they say, hadith. like, um, if you're mad, you're supposed to, like, sit down. If you're standing, mm-hmm. you're supposed to sit down. Yeah. Like, if you're sitting, you're supposed to lay down. Mm-hmm. Like, to cool yourself off. Imagine smiling, too. Like That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Were you going to bring the other one where the one guy came and, um, like, the Prophet Sallallahu was wearing, like, a cloak. And it was, like, a new thob. Yeah. And some so. companion, or, like, not companion, but someone came and, like, grabbed the Prophet from the back. So I sent him, and he was, like, trying to rip it off him. He's like, give it to me, give it to me. Oh, no, I didn't. I was yeah, not going to bring that. Yeah, and it was yeah. to the point that, like, oh, it I remember scarred this. his yeah. neck. And so he turned around, he took it off, and he gave it to him. Yeah. And the same thing, the companions were like, we're going to, like, hurt him. Because yeah. they were trying to protect the Prophet. So and he just, all. he was like, leave him. He smiled, he took it off, and he gave it to him. So, so that, it's a similar story. And then that shows you it, it's not the first time. That I was going to say, it shows you how much people intended to harm him. Yeah. And, and what I love, honestly, is the fact that the companions, like, it's always in the narration, it shows how the companions want to protect yeah. the prophet, yeah. which I love that. Like, it, it shows, like, how much the companions love the prophet yeah. to the extent where they're ready to do anything for everything. him. Everything, yeah. And so, but to the point where, like, like that is even, I feel like, even more disrespectful than the one I just showed you. Yeah. Like, like grabbing yeah, it and saying, like, give it to me, yeah, and he, yeah. it's hurting him, like, on his neck. Exactly. It's scarring him. Like, this is to the point where, like, like if I know for a fact if that happened in today's day and age, like, it would, yeah, the guy would, like, go and start, yeah. like, beating him up. And so, like, did, yeah. But the Prophet, them, like, you need to think, what would the Prophet do? And that's that's just, the, that's really, us, yeah. that's really what we should be doing on a day-to-day basis. Like, in our actions, um, when someone, maybe if someone, like, blows up on you, like, what would the Prophet do in this scenario? Maybe he would stay calm. Or maybe someone's really, really bothering you. You're really on your last nerve. What would the prophet do in this scenario? Did 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 you go through what the prophet went through? He went through way worse than what you're going through. So why could the prophet stay peaceful and calm? Why can't you do the same? Why cannot? Why can you not try to act like the prophet? You know. And I feel like um, one point to mention is that like when we're talking about the prophet, and you mentioned like what would the prophet do? You have to understand that the prophet, so I said, him was a prophet, was a father, was a dad, was a businessman, was a leader. The prophet had no time to spare. But mm-hmm. he gave every single one his right, and even the people of his community. He gave more than their exactly. right. Exactly. And like, um, it reminds me of a story. There was once like a little girl. She came to the prophet, and she said, I need your help with something. And she literally took the prophet, and she toured around the whole city, like for a whole day. And the prophet stayed with her until her, like what she needed help with had been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And you have so much on your plate that day, but you let it go because someone asked for your help. That was the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He's mm-hmm. not free. Like, he has a bunch of things to do. <laughs> yeah. But he still did that, you know? Yeah. But um, before I forget, you mentioned the point, I forget what it was, about how, like, how much harm he had to endure. And I feel like you mentioned a physical aspect. So I want to mention, like, an emotional aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, one time there was um, a woman. She had lost, I think, like, her son or something. And she was crying profusely. And the prophet came to her and he told her to have patience because from her actions, she didn't seem like she was having patience. And the girl didn't know that this was the prophet. And she told him, leave me alone. You don't know what I've been through. You like you haven't mm-hmm. gone through what I've gone through. Right. So the prophet said, just smiled and walked away. And the companions came up to her and they were like, do you know who you like? Why are you saying that? You know who you're just talking to? And she was like, no. And they were like, that's the prophet. 
And when she she had heard so much about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, like she Salam knew what she had, Salam, yeah. she had gone through. And he came, she came to the Prophet and she apologized. And the Prophet told her that patience is in the moment of the trial, the first moment. But from that, it's like, imagine you're going through a lot, right? Like you lost family members, you, everything. People are calling you names. And then someone is telling you, You've, you don't know what I'm going through. Like that's, for anyone, emotionally heavy. Like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam buried all of his kids but one. And mm. when he was burying like his child Ibrahim, he said that the, the heart hurts and the eyes tear. The Prophet went through emotional pain too. So he was going through a lot too and then someone's telling him, oh, you know. But mm -hmm. how did the Prophet respond, Sallallahu He just gave her advice and he smiled in her face. So SubhanAllah, it's like, and that's like from like how to differentiate like your emotional aspect, I think, and keeping it under control. And that's how the Prophet showed us like how to do that. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Honestly, to the same extent, it, it gives you kind of the perspective on how the the Prophet of Allah was able to go through all that, yeah. which is just from his relationship with Allah. Yes. And that that's a, that's one of the patience factors. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Because, I do. because the, who did the Prophet turn to for support? It was Rabbil Alameen, mm -hmm. right? Like in Ta'if, when the whole city turned against him, and he they were throwing rocks at him, the point that he <coughs> left. And by the way, Aisha radiallahu she asked the Prophet, what was the worst day? He said Ta'if. Ta'if, yeah. And that day, when he left the city, what did he do? What was the first thing that he did? He made dua to Allah. He said, as long as you're not mad at me, I don't care what happens. He understood the concept that our Prophet Ayyub mentioned when he lost Yusuf. And he said, Allah. When you have Allah as an emotional support, you're never going to need anyone else. And yeah. who better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to support you from that aspect? He only cared About if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was yeah. angry with him. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Like he did not care. Like he only else. cared about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Subhanallah. Because if Allah is pleased with you, doesn't matter who from the dunya is unpleased. Isn't, isn't there the hadith as well where if Allah is pleased with you, then Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will make everyone around you like pleased with you, and yeah. and, and the dunya, dunya will be pleased, yeah. like the the floor and the yeah. sama and the yeah. sky. He'll bring the dunya on its nose, like ghasban anna. You its, will be pleased. Yeah, You're gonna get the dunya. Like doesn't Subhanallah. matter. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, okay, so I'm going to mention another hadith. It kind of goes hand in hand with the one you just mentioned a little bit. So, Abdurrahman ibn Abu Layla quoting Usaid ibn Hudayr. A man of the Ansar said that while he was giving, given to jesting and was talking to the new pe to the people and making them laugh, the Prophet ﷺ poked him under the ribs with a stick. He said, let me take retaliation. He said, take retaliation. He said, you are wearing a shirt, but I'm not. The Prophet ﷺ then raised his shirt and the man embraced him and began to kiss his side. Then he said, this is what I wanted, Messenger of Allah. So I feel like it's similar to yours because... Explain it. I feel like it, the wording sometimes is right. heavy. So basically, the Prophet I'm just saying, I'm, I'm guessing it's like they're playing or like wrestling yeah, or, like, or so, something around the, those lines. Because they used to wrestle in the masjid. Right. It's like sunnah. Exactly. And so the, the Prophet he poked him, he poked a man under the ribs with a stick. Of course, like not like on purpose. Right. Like they're like wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, Adam, what, what the context was. I'm not 100% sure what's going on, but something along those lines. So then the man said, let me take my retaliation. Like, let me take my hat, which is like my right upon you because you just hurt me. Yeah. Right. Even though I'm pretty sure uh, when he poked him, it wasn't hard. I'm pretty sure it was light, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And so the, the the man said, the prophet, he said, okay, take your retaliation. He said, he said, no, but you're you're wearing a shirt and I'm not wearing a shirt. So the guy was not wearing a shirt, but the Prophet was wearing a shirt. So he's like, it's like protecting you, like the shirt. So the Prophet him, he lifted his shirt and he told him, go ahead, like like do what you need. And subhanAllah, the man, he came and he kissed him. 
And he kissed him on his um, on, on his. This one says sad, but I'm pretty sure there's another nation that says stomach. I'm not sure. Yeah, either. I think he kissed him on his. Stomach. And he said, "This is what I wanted, Messenger of Allah." So he, the whole the whole thing where he was like saying, "Like I want to take the only reason he's doing it is because he wants to kiss him." Yes. Why? Because he loves him so much. You know what I mean? Like this is the the reason I brought this because number one, it shows you the love of the Sahaba for the Prophet. Mm-hmm. They would do anything just so they could just so he could kiss him on his stomach. He was like, "Let me get my retaliation." He didn't actually, like, of course he's not going to retaliate on the Prophet. Like, he just wanted to kiss him. Yeah. Like, he just wanted to, to have this close connection with him. Because, and it shows you, why else would someone, like, why else would you love someone so much? You love them because of your character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when you love someone, like, think about the person you love the most. I mean, obviously it's probably your parents. But, like, aside from that, like, your friends. Why do you connect with your friends so much? Because of their character. You like their character. You like how they act. You like how, like when you're around them like you guys are having how fun how they make you feel yeah. you know and so obviously they love the prophet so much to the extent where he's going down and just he just wants to kiss his stomach yeah. you know and it also shows that the prophet him, he was willing for the man to take his retaliation and he was willing and he's the prophet of allah yeah like you know how much respect there is but he like he is so humble to the point where he's like go ahead like i'm sorry i didn't realize that i did something wrong like go ahead and that just shows you how humble he was. Like, yeah. you would think, like, oh, he's a prophet of Allah. Like, he has so much status. He has so But no, that's not that's not how it's, like, he would act where he's, like, prideful. No, he had no exactly. arrogance. Humility. And there's also that hadith um, where they would go, I think it was, like, three months without, like, a flame in their house. Yeah. And it reminded me of it because also shows you how humble he was. They're just living off dates. And, mm-hmm. like, he did, just because he's a prophet... He was still so humble. And he went through hardship. Mm-hmm. Like one time the Prophet ﷺ went out in the middle of the night and he was looking for food. And Abu Bakr and Umar were also yeah, looking. Yeah. And he asked them like, what brought you out of your house at this time? Or they asked the Prophet, what brought you out of your house during this time? And then the Prophet ﷺ said the same thing that brought you guys out. They were hungry. Like, And the Prophet went through so much hardship to give us our deen on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but if you think... Aside from all of the hate crimes and the Islamophobia, I'm sorry, but put it in a pocket. Because what we're going through and compared to what the Prophet Muhammad went through and his companions is nothing. Like, what the, if you look at the um, family of, what is it, Sumayya and her family, like, she was the first martyr of Islam. And the Prophet couldn't do anything. But when he passed by them being tortured, he just said sabrun. Yeah, Sablon, Sablon, yeah, Ala Yasir. I think that's her name, Ala Yasir. So just have patience. Like he, he, everyone that he loved in the beginning was hurt, but he still stood firm. And, and he was hurt. Exactly. But subhanAllah, like that just, I don't know, it's just crazy. He went through more than you can imagine. Of course. SubhanAllah. And that's what makes him perfect as a role model because there's no type of pain that you go through except the Prophet's been through it. There's you no lost, situation. Exactly. No situation. Exactly. You lost a parent. Prophet lost two. You lost a child. The prophet lost like five. You mm-hmm. lost a wife. The prophet lost wives. Everything. You got, you're getting called names. The prophet got called names. No situation in your life except that the prophet's been through it. So then for us, it's when I'm going through that situation, I ask myself, how did the prophet go through it? And you tried it and, and like it meant like go through it a similar way. Kind of like mm-hmm. you're saying, what would the prophet do right now? So I said it's hard. We're not saying it's easy. Of course. But this is like, you need to realize what you're going through is one one millionth or like I don't know like well, I don't know what the fraction is but like it's so much little compared to what the prophet went to because yeah. he went through all of it mm-hmm. like imagine everyone's problems bottled up 
and just like the prophet going through so much but he's able to endure it and his character is he's he's still he's still displaying this character like when i know some a lot of people um a lot of people when they're going through something their character is affected yeah, and you will see it true. you will see it they'll they'll start to lose patience with people mm-hmm. you you try to act with them maybe you say like maybe you're joking with them they can't handle it just because they're what they're going through which i'm not saying there's anything wrong about that i'm just saying that to an extent to an extent yeah. like obviously like people are going through things you need to be um aware of that but at the same time you need to realize like if you're going through something you need to realize that the prophet when he was going through stuff mm-hmm. look at his character his mm-hmm. character was still unchanged unchanged it was the best character so you need to try to act like that because to some extent that that could get to you, get you into issues get you into problems mm-hmm. when you when you're ha- letting your issues affect your character and then that means that you're acting differently with people you may be rude you may be um but that's just part of the solver that's just part of the patience you know? i have two that i want to mention but they're not related but I'm going to yeah. start with one that's more related to you. Aside from, so we've talked about emotional strength I, from one aspect. The Prophet, so I said, I'm, we know that he had the strength of 30 men. Mm-hmm. To the point, like, in a battle, like, the, when things were getting tough, all the companions went and hid behind the Prophet. Yeah, that's like, imagine, he had, and one time, I think there was, like, I think it was in Medina, I'm like, I'm not sure, but basically, like, they heard something, and they, did, they, like, they thought someone was attacking them, and the, the companions went out, to check what it was, and the Prophet ﷺ was already there, and he had mounted his horse like without a saddle, which is like you usually need a saddle. Yeah. It shows you how quick of a hurry he was to get out and see what the problem was. And he told him, "Don't worry, go back to bed. Like it's <laughs> nothing. Like he already took care of it. Like he had he had the strength to do everything. You know. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. That's so beautiful. Allah. The other story that I wanted to mention, kind of going back to what I mentioned in the beginning, like the fact that his face was so radiant. One time, the Prophet was coming to give dawah to his city. And they were like, they could see him from afar. And when he came, someone accepted Islam on the dot. And he said, I saw his face and I knew that this was not the face of someone who was alive. And he accepted Islam off his face. Mm-hmm. And how many people have accepted Islam off just the looks of the Prophet and then his character mm-hmm. too? Like the way that he acts with people. And subhanAllah, for us, you never know what about you might make someone interested in Islam. Because if we live in the West, or you don't live in the West, but you live in somewhere where there's a lot of people around you who are not Muslim, your character tells a lot to who we are as an ummah, mm-hmm. okay? So, like, I always tell my friends, like, if we're going out somewhere, and, like, sometimes we go out big groups, we're, like, 20 girls, okay? I tell them, guys, right now, each one of us wearing hijab, Muslim manners, because everyone's looking at us. And that's the same thing, like, your character, and we see that from the Prophet, because so many people accepted Islam just on his character alone. It does go a long way. Subhanallah. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that that's in my opinion, that's one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. The character, your character, the way you present yourself, is huge in yeah. in terms of um, dawah. Like that could literally be one of your intentions. I'm doing dawah through my character, and you don't realize that through your character, people will start to um, respect you more, and then respect if they realize you're Muslim, and they know so many people are Muslim, and their character is so nice. It'd be like this has to be a common theme. It's Islam, and there was the story. Honestly, I completely forgot the context, but it was like two men. They were sent to a town, and they were the only Muslimin, and the rest of them, the whole town was non Muslim. Mm-hmm. And the two men they had, they displayed the best character. They didn't do any da'wah, they didn't even say anything about Islam, but their character alone got, if I'm not mistaken, the whole town to Islam. And so this, that, this just shows you that they didn't even go to do, they didn't even go do da'wah, like, oh, come to Allah. They just like, they realized that these men were truthful. These men were 
their character was so beautiful. What are, like their what what is special about you guys? Yeah. Islam. It was like we follow Islam. Islam. And so um and th- and then this goes on to actually the story that I wanted to mention, which is the Prophet Sallallahu he had a servant that was a Jewish a Jewish boy. And one time this Jewish boy he fell ill, subhanAllah. And so the Prophet Sallallahu he decided to, to go visit him obviously because he was sick. Um and so he was very sick to the point where he was gonna die. And so he was on his deathbed and his father was next to him. The Prophet of Allah he told him, Accept Islam, declare that there is no God but God and that I am his messenger. And the boy he recognized he knew the Prophet obviously because he lived with him, you know, as his servant. And um he recognized like his character of the Prophet and he knew how beautiful his character was. He knew how he acted with him. And so he was hesitant just because of his father, and he didn't know, like, should I accept? Like, he, if I'm not mistaken, it says like he looked at his father. Um, let me see if it says it here. And so then he looked at his father, and then his father said, "Obey Abu Qasim, meaning the Prophet, say what Muhammad is telling you to say." Subhanallah. So his father is basically giving him permission, but not only giving him permission, he's telling him, "Obey him, like do what he's telling you to do." And so then the the Jewish boy uttered the words and he became Muslim, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. And so this shows you that how beautiful was the Prophet's character to the point where a man uh, is esliming, is becoming a Muslim just because of the character alone. Just because of his character, he was like, the Prophet's character is so beautiful that he became Muslim, subhanAllah. And from that, like, you know, um, Zayd, like his adopted, or not Zayd, his adopted son, someone else, um, I forget his name. But there was also another servant of the Prophet and they asked him, like, how was he? And he said, never did he tell me to do this. Ne- like, the Prophet basically never told him to do anything. Anything that he gave the Prophet, he was pleased with. He never told him, why did you do this and not yeah, this? Yeah, I remember the hadith and, as and well. Like, even if you ask, like, not ask, but if you hear, the Prophet says in the hadith that I am the best to my family. Like, khayrukum, khayrukum li ahli. like the best of you are those that are best to their family, and I'm best to my family. And he was, like, he gave every single one his right, and subhanAllah, this segues into like a story that a hadith that I wanted to mention. There was a story, um, so naturally women, they get jealous, right? And the wives of the Prophet, there was naturally jealousy between them. And one time, I think it was Sitna Aisha, um, she, like the Prophet, it was the night for the Prophet to spend at Aisha's house, radiallahu anha. Yeah. And they were having like some of the companions over. So one of the other wives of the Prophet, I forget who it was, but she sent food with the Prophet because like, you know, she heard that they were having guests over. So Aisha felt jealous, like, who, does she think I can't cook myself or, like, mm-hmm. I can't hold guests? So she took the plate of food and she dropped it on the floor. Like, she threw it on the floor. And the Prophet Sallallahu he turned to the companions and he said, Gharat ummukum. Like, your mother got jealous. And he just, like, played it off so cool. Like, and, like, it was Adi. Like, any other guy, like, or a man, if that happened, like, he would have, like, but like I feel like men get like mad or scream like why are you doing that? Why are you? But he he made a joke out of it. Like he made it so lighthearted and like he tried to like cool it off in a way where like he wouldn't offend her even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he took everyone's feelings into consideration. Subhanallah. Yeah. And then another story. I recently just learned this story. There was a woman. She came to the Prophet, and also understand that the context before Islam, Islam was like a revolution. Like before Islam, women had no rights. Men would marry women and divorce her without her having a say. Mm-hmm. They basically abused them. Used right, them. right. The, so this woman came to the Prophet and she was very nervous because 
they were kind of like asking for something and no one's ever confronted the Prophet like this. But she came to the Prophet and she said, Ya Rasulullah, you guys go out in jihad fi sabilillah. You go and fight in the sake of Allah. You guys pray in the masjid, all of the salawat, and you get all of the ajr in jama'ah. You pray every single prayer in congregation, you get so much reward. And she listed off a bunch of things that are not specific to guys, but the guys That the men do, yeah. right. And she said, what about us? We can't, and she's like, they can go to Hajj, you know, like they don't need a mahram, they can yeah. whatever. She's like, what about us? We can't do any of that. So the Prophet ﷺ was, and this is another thing, if you were talking to the Prophet, his whole body would be facing you. Yes. Not just like, oh, you're sitting behind me, I can hear you. No, his whole body, his body language too made you feel comfortable to talk to him. So he waited until she finished, and he turned to the companions and he, he said, have you ever heard such a great question? And, and like he's making her feel already like, that's a very good. <laughs> and no, like if someone tells you that, yeah. like if someone tells me, "What a great question!" I'll be like, "Oh, like nice." Yeah, like, like, I asked a good yourself? question. He, yeah. Like she came and she was nervous already to ask the question. Right. And he said, "What a better question for someone to be concerned about their religion." Like she's asked, she wants more reward. Subhanallah. Yeah. And this is beautiful. You know, the prophet told her. Mm. He said, "For you, if you obey and please your husband, you get the reward as if you did all of them." Subhanallah. And this is another whole like other topic, yeah. but the fact that just and that's Subhanallah what makes it so easy. And this is like a whole another topic in like the rights and how Allah gate like how Allah's just but not like it's justice that we want, not equality. Mm -hmm. But the fact that a woman, if you just stay at home and you're obedient and obedient and like quotes because people think obedient like he can hit you. No, that's like no, another yeah, topic. Yeah. But obedient and you do everything to please him. You get the reward as if you did jihad. And she got so happy. And she went and told all like the, the, the women, women who were like questioning. But see how the Prophet dealt with her question. He made her feel heard. And then he gave her an answer, of course, from Rabbul Alameen. That was, you know, like made her feel better. Yeah. I think, I think I'm all out of stories. Let me see. Do you have anything else? No, that's all I can think of. But I will say... Um, like there's a phrase that's very common to the companions and they used to say like bika ummi wa abi ya rasulullah like basically they would want to sacrifice everything for the sake of for the sake of the rasul of course because the rasul is like for the sake of allah of course so they would say bika ummi wa abi like may my mom and my dad be sacrificed for you not in the way that they're like don't care about their parents but it's like who are the most beloved people to you your parents mm -hmm. they're willing to even sacrifice that just for the sake of Allah. Like the companions would go to extremes to do anything because when you understand it's not for the Prophet per se, but it's for the deen. Because who's the Prophet? What's the Prophet doing? He's trying to spread the deen of Allah. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's like if these companions went through thick and thin, everything, what are we doing for the Prophet? What can we say? Like, can we say that? Are we sacrificing? Like, I'm going to talk, talk to the girls right now. Are we sacrificing our mod, like our hijab? Are we, will, are we going out and not caring about our modesty? Are we wearing perfume and makeup, which we know is not correct to do outside of the house? Or even if we're wearing the hijab, it's a good step. But are we working on perfecting our hijab, bettering mm -hmm. our hijab? What can we sacrifice? Like societal norms, feeling comfortable in a society where wrong has become okay. What are we sacrificing? Of course, for the sake of Allah, but also for the deen of Allah and His Prophet. You know? So. Or, or that time where the Prophet he... Uh, Abu Bakr and Omar came and they donated. Omar gave oh, him half the yeah. half his wealth, and then Abu Bakr he gave him all his wealth. Yeah, and, and he Omar said got, he asked him. He's like, well, yeah. "What what did you leave for your parents?" He said, uh, "He said you and oh, Allah and His Prophet, and His Messenger, yeah. Allah and His Messenger." Um, which also relates to like they're willing to sacrifice anything for the sake of Allah, and what you mentioned is like 
they're willing to give up like even their mom and their dad and you said like who do you love more um but in reality in islam we're supposed to love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam more than we love ourselves and more than we love our whole family and more than anything they're the ones who we should love the most and so this is why i feel like this episode is great for us to re- to love the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it gives us more of a reason you know like i'm not saying like if you know what i'm trying to say like it gets you to do when you, more, when the, you know yeah about the only way, the only way, truthfully, that you will love someone is if you get to know who they are. Yeah. You know, like you're not going to be able to love Allah and the Prophet if you don't know anything about Allah Subhanahu wa Taala or anything about the Prophet Sallallahu And this is why this episode is honestly very important, um, because that is a vital aspect of our deen, which is that we need to love Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and then the Prophet more than we love anything and, and anyone. And so, learn more about the Prophet, and I encourage you guys. Listen to more ahadith You know, read more ahadith That um, show the beauty of the Prophet Show you the beauty of his characteristics Show you the beauty of the way he acted with others Same thing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Listen to uh, uh, things that will teach you about the names of Allah You know, this is how we get to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala By his 99 names By, you know, obviously there's the Quran You know, there's so many ways that You get to know who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is What is his rahmah like and same thing with the Prophet How was his rahmah? How did he act with this? And so this episode is only a glimpse of how the Prophet was. Honestly, we barely covered any of the ahadith that are out there on the the actions, you know. And there's way, way more. So I I definitely encourage you guys to go out, listen more, uh, uh, research more, study more on your own, um, on the knowledge. I mean, on the knowledge, on the character of the Prophet. Um, the Sira, like the, the yes. Yeah. And if you want a good um, series, there's Al Masjid Al Umariyah. Wait, no. AMAU. What is it called? Al Madrasatul Umariyah. Al Madrasatul Umariyah. AMAU. They have a very good um, Sira series on their YouTube channel. Yeah. So I would check that one out. It, it's a very good. Definitely. Series. But I was going to say something and I lost my train of thought. Definitely. That always happens. Subhanallah, oh. this is this is a little bit unrelated, but just because this happened to me in the past week, I'll mention it and I, I'll definitely relate it back. Um, there's a there's a kid at my school. He's uh, he's Christian. He's non-Muslim. He's Catholic, and he has his own YouTube channel, or not YouTube. Yeah, he does have YouTube and a TikTok as well, where he posts uh, videos of him, like what's going on, guys. Like he, let's have the word of the day from the Bible. And he reads like verses from the Bible and he connects with them and he says like, yeah, like I find this beautiful and this and this and that. And subhanAllah, he posts them on his Snapchat story and I, I have him added. And subhanAllah, one time I was looking at him and I was just like, I was just like, I honestly respect his grind. Like he's out yeah, there putting this content out and he genuinely cares about his religion and his faith. And subhanAllah, he's a Catholic. He's not even Muslim. And I ask Allah to guide him. But uh, my point is, what I'm trying to get at is number one, what are we doing for our for our deen? You know, like what are I know this is like a little bit unrelated, but it is related at the same time because we talked about how your character, how you act, can be dawa as a Muslim towards others. So, what are you doing for your deen? If if you see other people who are like not even Muslim and they're preaching their religion, like you are on the haq, they're not even on the haq, they're not even on the truth, they're not even following the right religion, and yet he's still like putting it out there, trying to get people to, to you know, get closer to their religion, to their faith. And subhanAllah, I told him, like, I honestly respect your, your grind. And I feel like more of us, we should be doing more of what he's doing. Like, why are we 
shy of our religion. This guy, he's not even on the truth and he's doing it. Like, we are on the truth. Why are we shy? We, are, we need to get more and more people on the religion. And there's a hadith of one time there was, <clears throat> a, I'm pretty sure, a Jewish man who died. And the Prophet ﷺ was sad. And I'm pretty sure they, they asked him why. And he said, because another soul has left me and I cannot get him to yeah. turn back to Allah and ask them. So, the, and this shows you also his character. He cared about every single person. He wanted to get every person he could to Aslim. And that's why he asked, we mentioned earlier, the boy, his servant to Aslim. Because he wanted everyone he could to be saved from the hellfire. So why do we not do the same for others? SubhanAllah. That's a very good point. And what you don't have, you can't give. Mm -hmm. You need to gain knowledge yourself. No one gains all of the knowledge yani just the tip of the iceberg and we there's still so much to learn so much knowledge but um i think one thing we'll we'll end it off with this is that if you don't know the prophet you don't you can't love him naturally if you don't know like you mentioned Adam, if you don't know someone you can't love them mm -hmm. and we need to love the prophet of course because it's an obligation but aside from that it's because the prophet like how can you not love him mm -hmm. and Imagine the scene on the Day of Judgment when you cross the Sirat, or not even, you're about to cross the bridge, okay? Beneath you is the blazing hell of fire, and across from you is Jannah. And on the other side is the Prophet waiting at the end of Sirat for you. And the whole time you're stepping, every single step, he's saying, Rabbi Sallam, Rabbi Sallam, Rabbi Sallam. Like, Allah, make it easy, make it easy. He's making dua for you. Okay, and then you get to the other side and he's waiting for you at his hald, his fountain, and you drink from his blessed hands a drink that you will never be thirsty after ever again. Imagine being able to sit and tell the problem your tell the Prophet them your problems. Of course we won't have problems in Jannah, but I would want to tell him things that I went through. Like the, the story of the woman who came to the Prophet them and she complained to him. A whole surah came down, Surah Al Mujadila, that we hear the girl who came to you mm -hmm. complaining. And the Prophet gave her his full attention. Mm -hmm. Like, who would not want to be with the Prophet and sitting and talking to the Prophet? In Jannah, can you imagine? Exactly. Oh my. exactly. Or with like, the companions. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to see him in this world. And even though we didn't get a chance to see him, he made dua for you in every single salah. He would say, make dua for you in every single salah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give your present and your past sins, the ones that you know about and the ones that you don't know. And it's a hadith that... We know it from Sitna Aisha because when she, was sitting she on, did yeah. that. He did that to Aisha, and she loved it so much. He told her, "Verily, it's a du'a that I make for my ummah in every single salah." And he spent the nights crying, okay, crying, saying, "Rabbi, ummati, ummati," to the point that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala sent down Jibril, and he told Jibril to tell the Prophet that we will make you happy with your ummah, and there's no other Prophet that will have intercession on the Day of Judgment but our Prophet Sallallahu hmm. and everyone will be running away. Except to the Prophet, he will say, ummati, ummati. It's for me, it's my ummah, my ummah. So the man of love, he said, I wish to see my brothers, those that yeah. come after me and worship me, and they don't not. Why I keep saying that? This is the second time I watched the hadith, I say worship Allah, yeah. They worship Allah based on my guidance, and they don't know, they've never seen me. No, the companions, they asked them, oh, aren't we your brothers? And he said, yeah. no, you are my companions. And he said, the, the ones who come after me, who haven't seen me, and they still believe in, in the religion of Allah, they are my brothers. Yeah. And uh, what's closer, a companion or a, or a friend or a brother, a sibling? Mm -hmm. So the amount of love that he had for you doesn't go to waste. And like subhanAllah, if anyone's ever been to Medina, and I ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows all of us to go to the Medina, I mean, it's the city of the Prophet. 
And the amount of barakah that's in that city is unmatched. Ask, ask anyone who's gone to both Medina and Mecca, yeah. they will tell you, I enjoyed Medina more than Mecca. Because he's there. You, you just, you feel peace. You feel at peace, subhanAllah. He's not even living anymore, but there, there's still peace emanating from everything. Yani he, yeah. he put a barakah, sallam, like sallam everywhere sallam. that he went. And that's why if you, like if you have a portion of your day where you normally make dua, try one day, don't make dua, but instead, like let's say for example, every single night before you go to bed, you usually spend five minutes making dua. Don't make dua one day. Spend those five minutes sending salutations upon the Rasul. The whole five minutes. Mm-hmm. Allah says, if you do that, I will give you everything that you wanted to ask for. Because it shows you the honor of sending salutations upon the Prophet. There's a hadith that a man said, what, what dhikr should I do? And how much, or how much should I praise? Uh, how much should I send salutations upon you? And he kept saying like, oh, like 25%, 50%. Until he got to all of it. And he said, yeah, it would be That's good. That's the best. That's the best. If yeah. you could send all, like... All your dhikr is just you sending salam and salutation about like Allahumma salli wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad. If you just do that whole thing, then like you said, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of all your troubles. SubhanAllah. So yeah, in summary, he was the best father, the best husband. There, There's so many stories that are coming to mind and maybe we can do another one. But there's so many stories that I want to share that it just shows you that he was the best. Maybe maybe we we make this like a... A like series. A, a series, yeah. yeah. Or, or we like continue maybe like once a, once a couple episodes we do yeah. we'll bring this back because I think it's it's nice. It and is. we should also do one on Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's names. Yeah. And trying inshallah. to get inshallah more love for Allah. I think we'll end off by saying Laita kamana, Ah yes. If only you were with us, O Prophet. Yes. Allah. But we'll unite in Jannah, inshallah. Inshallah, ya Rab. Okay, guys. Oh, just before we end off, I will say, don't forget our brothers and sisters all over the world. Yeah. Make du'a for the state of our ummah. Do not ever underestimate the power of du'a. Make du'a for those that are sick. Um, we have family members that are sick, so keep them in your du'a as well. So just don't don't waste time and not make du'a. Yes. But yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really hope you guys were able to benefit. Please share it with anyone you think can benefit and Get your own edit for that, inshallah. Um, and we'll see you guys next ep- episode. Assalamu alaikum.